Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. This episode of the Supercast is brought to you by Vanga CBD. Vanga CBD is not like other CBD companies who just post a bunch of products and hope you just figure it out. Vanga was started in Colorado by athletes like you who wanted a better way to use CBD to fight pain, train longer, race harder, and recover faster. That's why they created the system of CBD products for athletes that only have four products that cover 100% of your CBD needs. No guesswork. Guys, each of these products are made to help your endurance in very, very key areas from race training to recovery. You know, we pull it together. These guys make it a great system to just elevate your game. As always, save, you know, 30% off and get free shipping when you sign up um, versus getting them separately. Like, this is one of the best deals out there, guys. Check it out. Um, I use it daily. The capsules are phenomenal. And as always, use code BROCR on checkout. Save you some cash. Um, and if you've got questions, reach out to the team. Great people. Without further ado, let's kick it on over to the episode. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Good morning. Last Tuesday in March. Welcome to the Supercast. I'm Leah Hensley. I'm Jacob Bosecker. Leah! <laughs> yes! Leah, how was your weekend? <laughs> Oh, my weekend was fine. It was my daughter's final regular season cheer competition. Um, so that is done and out of the way. And now we are getting ready for championship season. Her world championships in Orlando is here in right about a month. So pray for me as I deal with, you know, teenage moodiness and pressure and stress and all that good stuff. Little sassafras squatch coming out. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. What about you? Well- We are in full swing of my track season now here in southern Indiana. Um, We've got our first meet this weekend, but last weekend was our tune-up weekend. It's like 70 degrees Saturday, and it's going to be 70 today. Um, Okay. And we're just having a good good old time here in pole vault country. (laughs) Sounds good. It's like I tell the kids, it's it's just a game of reverse limbo. That's all we're doing here. (laughs) There you go. That's right. Go on top and go Uh, underneath. Exactly. But without further ado, though, Leah! Yeah. We actually had races this weekend. We did. It was an exciting race weekend. And I think the most, you know, the most exciting part about it is, you know, we had three big race weekend events um, spread across the country, literally. And what was really nice about it is the fact that we had a race for everyone. You know, in 2019, we saw this trend of this specialization where you saw people really honing in on their skills and their strengths. And, you know, I think things were moving in a really great direction. And I think that, you know, with the, with the shutdown in 2020, the biggest fear I have is that we're going to lose that. And we're going to kind of take some steps backwards where people are going to feel that FOMO feeling like they have to race anything that's available just because it's available. Yeah, I hope it slows things down a little bit, um, but it's interesting to see, like, I think this weekend really showed us a good separation of events. You know, you had a classic Spartan on the West Coast out, well, and I say West Coast, but then Vegas, what, yeah. Vegas is not really West Coast. Kind but of on West. Western, it's as West as you can get without going into California, because they won't let it yeah. in <laughs> <laughs> Then in the middle, we had DECA uh, there in Dallas, and then also in, strange enough, Dallas, um, Dallas, Georgia. You guys had an obstacle-heavy savage race in the rain, grosser than gross. There was a little bit of everything out there, and we saw athletes, you know, having to start picking and, you know, choosing which way they were going to go. So 
Um, out in, in the West, in, in Vegas, we had, you know, it wasn't part of a series event, um, but it was, you know, your typical Spartan weekend. We had a super and a sprint. Um, and pretty typical, I think, results from what we were expecting. Um, from the super side on the women, we saw Ashley Heller taking first, Casey Monroe taking second, and Annie Dube, Dube, um, in third. And then on the men's side, we had VJ um, coming back again. I think he's pretty, I don't know that he's undefeated in Vegas, but he consistently has a very good showing out there. We'll say he that. always has a good showing. I think he's been taken down a few times by like right. oh, Cody Moat back in the heyday. Yeah. Yeah. But VJ always um, does well. That course is really just suited for him. Um, so he did a quick pull out another course. win. Mm-hmm. Glenn Race in second and Kirk DeWitt in third. Um, you know, and then we uh, came good back. stuff, Trina Graham, then. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nothing, just side piece here. <laughs> go, uh, on, okay. go on, Leah. And then following up with the sprint, we saw a little bit of a shuffle on the female side, second and third place, or I'm sorry, first and second place switched. Uh, Casey Monroe taking over Ashley Heller, uh, and then Annie uh, Dube coming back into third. And then on the men's side, VJ pulling out the second win, back-to-back dubs. Um, Kirk moved up to second and Ryan Shadeg in third. Sorry, you know, y'all, I butchered your names. <laughs> <laughs> Join up that Vegas squad there on the podiums there. Yeah. Saturday. We'll take it. We'll take it. Vegas is such a cool, well, sir, first of all, it's in, it's not even in, um, Nevada. It's not in Nevada. Forget Vegas. It's not even in Nevada, right? It's in Arizona. They call it the Vegas Zona. Um, no, it's, it's a good venue. Um, a lot of memories there. I've, Leah, there's a story about me getting – I was supposed to get a just a regular rental car. They upgraded me to a Mustang because that's Vegas, baby. That's uh, totally practical um, to be driving in the desert so, as well. It's so Vegas. It's so Vegas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I always think – throws me back to crazy stories in the, in the Vegas desert and just things about that. And oh my gosh, like big old tires. They had like earth movers out there and we were like jumping over the earth mover tires, but we were afraid that they were going to be like the Yokohama tires. We were going to flip because it was the year that Yokohama just came on. Yeah, <laughs> Hilarious stuff, but really it seemed like it was pretty, you know, standard issue for Spartan out there. Yeah, Things are starting to get back. Pretty typical. Didn't hear really much of anything other than, you know, your Monday warriors posting pictures, complaining about standards, but other than that, pretty typical race. Um, out here on the East Coast, we had down here, like you said, in Dallas, Georgia, uh, the Savage Race. And, yep. you know, they have been at that venue for several years now. And they put on two races a year. I've done at least five there. And I have to say, Sam and his crew does such a really great job of varying things up. Um, you know, people are often really surprised when they get to Georgia of the degree of hills that we have here. Um, and from what I can hear, Sam found You guys are expert. on the Appalachian Trail. Shit can get hairy out there. I right? know, <laughs> I know. But I think people kind of forget about that. And then, you know, I think Sam found a few extra hills this past weekend um, because people were talking about how it was even worse than normal. But um, for, for, we, for real quick, though, real quick, mm-hmm. Leah. I want to I want to go ahead and say Leah is actually on the Appalachian Trail. It's been a crazy year, and I still remember like a year ago fighting people. They were trying to tell me that Indiana was on the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, not so much. I, I can't get over it. I can't get over it. Yes, we Indiana was going to be a mountain series. Yeah, the, the Appalachian Trail does in fact end here <laughs> um, at Imicalola State Park. Actually, it's Springer, but mountain, but it you know through Imicalola, which is an awesome hike if anyone's local and hasn't done it yet. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Savage, we, um, you know, we're seeing some some regular faces there on the men's side. I believe it's his back-to-back axes. Uh, we got Kempson. Yeah, Ryan Kempson taking first, Jared Flank in second, and Kevin Thompson in third. Um, on the female side, you know, Savage is really establishing themselves as, you know, the 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 dominator in my opinion of upper body you know obstacle innovation in 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 the sport you know we're seeing every race them coming out with different rig configurations and different challenges and 
you know, we're starting to hear some grumblings from the female side. This past weekend, there were only six women that finished with their band, uh, three of which obviously ended up on the podium. Uh, For first place, we had Nicole Miracle. Second place, we had local girl Rachel Waters. We've had her on the show before. And third place was Chrissy McFarland. You know, uh, but it was okay, supposed so, to be a wet and yucky day and sawtooth and the rig apparently, you know, pretty much knocked everybody out. But I want to say this, though. Like, OK, so inside um, inside OCR posted something with like Nicole chicken winging the the anchors away obstacle, mm-hmm. which is a technical obstacle there at Savage. Mm-hmm. But first of all, I want to go in to say this. If you have a wet race, it's an entirely different race from a dry race. Especially if it's wet and nasty and cold, it's going to make some of those obstacle things really hard. And Nicole is no stranger to technical obstacles. She Absolutely. always She's very proficient. If you get on her Instagram page, she's always rock climbing, always mm-hmm. bouldering, always yep. doing these awesome things. Um, I remember messaging her about like when she went to uh, Santorini a few years ago, and I was like, there's this great place you got to go to called Sacros Rock. It's really cool. It's iconic. Um, went right up at no problem. Um, right. Real cool. But you see these things like this where we're chicken winging. Now, Leah, what's your mm-hmm. opinion on chicken winging and obstacle like oh, doing things a, a bit different in an obstacle right. like that. Personally speaking, you know, I don't have a problem with it. I know, you know, we log in on Monday morning and we've got all these people posting pictures of people complaining about chicken winging and people complaining about touching the top of helix and people complaining about grabbing the the strap on a rig. And, you know, the bottom line is, in my opinion, you cannot have an obstacle attendant sitting there watching every single athlete performing every single obstacle at all times. And it's silly to even pretend that we can. So in my opinion, as an obstacle creator, you create, you know, the goal of the obstacle in anchors away. It's get from point A to point B without touching the ground and, you know, use these rings and get there. And as far as I'm concerned, if you use your chicken wing or you use your undergrip or overgrip or whatever way you do that, good on you. Get from point A to point B. Can you still kick the bells in Savage Race? You can. Savage, they don't care. You can use whatever part of your body you want to touch the bell. You can even and use, see, in fact, the ring from the obstacle and touch it. So we've seen so many things like kicking the bell or like mm-hmm. that over time here. change, And a lot of those changes are based around safety. Right. And I think about... I think about that's first of all just such a an important thing. First of all, for all athletes, safety is number one, especially in these rainy conditions where things get crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've t- I've talked about it before on our podcast, but like at the Ohio, well, the Indiana Beast there in Attica, mm-hmm. seeing we were low on volunteers, people climbing across mm-hmm. the top of the monkey bars yeah. in like pouring rain, freezing cold, shivering up that. there. Mm-hmm. And they're going to fall. Somebody's yeah. going to fall and hurt something because like now we've gotten, we're how many years deep into this? Now we're at the point where like, right. okay, well, if it's, if their feet are only dangling two foot off the ground, we don't need pads. They're okay. Right. Um, because, but then at one time we were at a point where we were like trying to put people on other people's shoulders and get them across the yeah. bars to hit the bell. And then somebody yeah. hurt and broke their neck. And now we've got to put signs yeah. up for that. And it's, I, I first and foremost think safety is the, the number one key here for everybody. Absolutely. But I agree. I feel like make a safety rule, you know, and one that you can enforce, you know, how you hit the bell is enforceable, you know, whether or not somebody on the second lane from the left on the Z wall touches the top of it is not enforceable. And, you know, if you don't want people touching there, put barbed wire, you know, whatever the case may be. But I feel like you're going to hear guys, Leah wants razor blades lined across the Z wall. Razor blades on top of Z walls and helixes. But, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like as long as safety, um, you know, the, and the integrity of that is maintained, then I kind of feel like it's up to the obstacle creators to ensure if there's something you don't want them doing, then make it so that they can't. Or make it so that it is something that you can 100% enforce. But as far as I'm concerned, if you lay out the rules when I get to an obstacle and you don't say I can't do something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, and it's like imagine if race day they finally decide, oh, by the way, you can't do Twister backwards. Right. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. Similar concept. Very similar concept. 
Uh, anyway, soapbox off. I'm off my soapbox. There you go. (laughs) Well, and then the final Uh, race we will get into here momentarily with our guest for the day. But um, down in the middle of the country, we had the east, we had the west, and in the middle, back in Texas, we had the very first ever DECA Fit event. Um, This was the full-length event. And um, it I want a soundboard here that just like screams, "This is the greatest show!" By Yancey Cole. I'm know, gonna get him forever to scream known that as the greatest showman. But the results <laughs> from Decca, which P.S. Did you see the uh, the podium prizes for Decca? Uh, the Golden Rams. Hello. <laughs> you know Yancey's sitting there the night before with a can of Krylon spray paint, <laughs> spraying down <laughs> next to his pool. Oh I love it, but you know they're pretty yes, cool. Going to town. They are, I you know. know I, hey, I w- that's an expensive podium. Those things aren't cheap. They're not cheap. What's well, the shipping and handling realistically? Well, that's but true. <laughs> that's true. But so oh, on the podium Nancy. side for Decafit, on the girls, we had Lauren Stroud taking first, Renee Metive, Medivere, sorry, um, and Samantha Wood, and then on the men's side. A just brutal fight to the finish. Uh, it was hairy. Went, yeah, first place went to Derek York with 31 minutes flat, followed by Robert Killian in second and Forrest Bouge, Bouge, sorry, in third. Um, Absolutely. Look. Yeah. Leah, what are your thoughts on this? I, on I from my you excited doing Deca strong. I loved it. Um, I am signed up for the very next Deca fit, which is actually. Um, in two weeks, three weeks down here in Atlanta, April so 17th. Jealous. Um, so, so I jealous. personally cannot wait to, to get my hands in there and, um, and hear more about the actual event, uh, this past weekend from our guest this week, the greatest showman, Yancey Culp. Yancey Culp himself. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's good that we've got this kind of difference here across the country. Mm-hmm. And I think without further ado, we should kick it on over to Yancey. Sound good? Sounds good. And we are back here with Yancey Culp. Yancey, how have you been? Are you wrapped up over the past weekend? I'm just starting to semi-get my voice back from our very first (laughs) Decafit event, Dallas Fair Park. It was beyond amazing. I just got off a full-blown production call with the execs. Uh, Spartan Boston, and uh, they have nothing, nothing is perfect in life, man. But it was just the feedback has been phenomenal. I know we're going to dive into that more, so I, I won't say any more on that until you ask me some specific questions. Well, are you aware <laughs> of the persona that Jacob and I have basically assigned to you at this point? You are now the greatest showman. Of- You're basically the greatest showman of OCR. Like, if Hugh Jackman were in OCR, it would be you. <laughs> like strutting Dude, around. It, it, every now and then, if I get the hair fixed just right, and I kind of fire the Wolverine, <laughs> totally believe. <laughs> you see that? You see that Wolverine wing? I can pull it off. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, we yes. do as pretty much the number one hype man of OCR, and you know, you have. Oh my God, yes. I won't say single-handedly because obviously you have an amazing team behind you, but you have definitely been the driving force of keeping this brand new brand alive before keeping Decafit alive right yeah let's 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 talk about that for a second i'm going to give a massive i want this the next couple minutes to provide a behind the scenes look on why i see in crystal clear fashion almost every day why Mm -hmm. as we all know spartan's not perfect but why they for the past 10 plus years have been that one consistent brand that continues moving down the road and in, in, in a, in a, on bad days in good fashion. And that's because they are, have relentless focus to attention to detail and more and more as my career progresses in this awesome sport of ours. And now it's including functional fitness with Spartan. I get to see more and more how there's just Joe for as wild and crazy that he is assembles people that embody his love for there is not another human walking the planet that is more passionate 
about changing lives and, and, and changing and improving the fitness culture. And it shows by the people when they work, it's when you're in those moments behind the scenes and the build crew and you're here, we have a new brand and you see the passion in, in our, our, our production team and our marketing team and people just trying to make it work. And, and even when they're dead tired for six, seven hours into the competition on Saturday, they were in there. We had our production team was in there volunteering That's and awesome. you just see it and you, that never happens if the top doesn't embody the passion and, and the ultimate mission of, of improving the fitness culture. Really and true, I think that's the best umbrella to put over what Joe wants to do. He's radically passionate about that. And it's so funny, because he gets it feels raspy sometimes. And this is what Joe says. He's like, dude, sometimes I only have 20 seconds to change a life. I don't have all day to sit down with everybody. I got 20 seconds, I gotta hit them hard and fast. So that, that's, what, that's what you get. And, so we all kind of embodies Joe's Joe's passion and, and vision for for changing lives. But well, you know, and I think about the early days of this, like a lot of people that are coming there for the first time, that are seeing Decafit and like early days of Spartan, they'd come out to a race and Joe just be walking around the festival area. Ninety percent of them didn't know who he was. Right. Um, and very similar to you, like it's going to get to a point here soon where a lot of people aren't going to know you when you're walking around the the festival area, but they're going to be knowing this guy's working his butt off because you're busy working. And that's, you're putting on a production and an event that you love. Your soul is in this thing and you are working your tail end off. And that's, that's that unifying thing that I think is beautiful in, in the entirety of the Spartan brand is just people passionate about what they're making. As a podcast host, I know it's important to hook people early and we're going to do it right here. Everybody <laughs> listen, you better freaking stay tuned because we're going to cover something that's life-changing and it was life-changing on March 27th. Okay. Oh. And, and I'm going to throw the filter away. Listen, folks, we had hundreds of people. I'd say 30 to 50% of the people that ran through were way overweight and unfit Good. and have not been taking care of what I call the beautiful machine, but they showed up. And with our skillful messaging, doing it the best we can do, they people are starting to realize that, holy crap, this is something that I can do. I mean, we have people that have never told a start line in their life or it's been a long, long time and they've gone several years or their whole life or large portion of life without taking care of this. And they got out there and we had 100% completion with those people. There wasn't a single one of those open category people that didn't finish. I think we had one elite that had some kind of injury creep in and it was just kind of a decision thing. And I'm not right. even hundred percent sure on that. We might've had a hundred, but the biggest thing, our elites, this is the icing on the cake right here. What I just said, our elites, are those people that I just talked about, those people that are 80 pounds overweight. Those people, yeah. You're our freaking elites, man. And they freaking crushed it. Well, what's awesome- Get the tears together. When we've talked about before with the brand as a whole is that, you know, I think the magic sauce for DECA is the fact that anyone can do it, regardless of your size. It may take you longer, uh, but you can do it. You can it. do it. So you guys have created- What's cool is, you know, you have a brand, but then you have like sub brands within the brand. I mean, basically DECA is DECA, but there's now three variations to what you guys offer, which basically just varies on the running. Mm -hmm. So what we saw this past weekend was the very first full-blown fit event. Did it go as well, better, or not quite as well as you were hoping? I, I have to say better. And I'm going to, the, the, the key piece that I'm going to lean on with that is just the amazing feedback that, that we've received. Um, and, and again, so much of that feedback was from husband and wives that maybe had a spouse that, that's not fit and talking about how he or she enjoyed it so much. Walking the course, I, I walked many laps with, with the unfit people that probably walked all or a large percentage of their 5K. Sure. Um, the volunteers, oh my gosh, guys, we have people like, they, they volunteered all day. They're like, don't take me out of, don't, we started, I'll, I'll tell you how we did it with the volunteers. Exciting. And it worked so freaking cool. We built four waves. We were launching eight at a time. We built four waves of volunteers. So that first wave go out and you stayed with your person the whole time. That's cool. And That's then cool, the, and eight minutes later, the next wave goes and, and eight new people. So these people bonded. We have people that have, they built friendships because I was his or her judge the whole time. You know, mm. I don't cut them any slack, but you, that was the person I was cheering for. And when you hit, when they finished their 20th burpee, you walk down and get ready for your next wave. We did that for all elites 
in every competitive. And then we kind of shifted our method and we started scattering people out for the opens and it worked just as well. But we really and truly, we learned that the volunteers cherished their time and they didn't think they were going to enjoy you know, there a lot of them are used to volunteering at Spartan, and sometimes you get stuck on the side of a mountain. You get exhausted. Office. You're standing yeah. there by yourself, and you're for you're, hours. A tough they job. Through and job. This, you get an investment in that athlete. Like you want them to do well because you're with them, so mm-hmm. you can't but cheer for them. That's really cool. So check this out. Really cool. oh I never thought God. about that. I wish way. you guys could have been there. The elite men went, and they're all like, "We want to volunteer." So in the those women, good waves. You literally had, you had like Robert Killian. I mean, all these Forrest Booge, Jack Bauer, Derek York, these, these elites that just were on the podium and those first couple of waves, they were going out and volunteering for the elite females. It was such that's, a cool option. And see, that is such a good thing. That is, and that's, that's the benefit of what we can do with this being in kind of the stadium format in a close proximity to each other. You can see things like this happen and it's great. I'm going to give you guys big props. I'm going to go back to Denver on a very specific podcast we shot. And all of us, including me, there's that little bit of nervousness about will we truly be able to, We our goal was to judge everybody. The last open category yep. person that comes yep. on the course, we want their reps to be counted. We want them to be judged just like the elite. Mm-hmm. And we were able to, to do a really good job of that. But I remember a podcast that came up back in Denver, like January, February, probably once a day. You guys graciously asked us, like, you know, it's kind of like, we'll see. I, I've yep. literally thought about that, that podcast that we shot. Leah was the one that specifically brought it up. There isn't a day, very real, seldom does a day go by where I don't think about, I got to make sure we do that. I got to make sure we do that because it's important. If your aunt shows up, Jacob, and she's in the last wave, we want her to, that mark is, is legitimate. When they left Dallas and that mark went to the, the Athlinks leaderboard and the eventual leaderboard, we're going to stand up on Deca.fit. It's a legitimate mark. So when they come back and we were very meticulous to, to lay out our course in a way where we're going to be able to duplicate that, I would say give or take max 20 or 30 meters either way because you can't absolutely dial down an inch. Yeah. Then 20, 30 meters either way, those courses are going to be the same. So when you go retest, you go to your gym, you commit to fitness three or four times a week, you retest six months from now, that mark's going to improve and you get to, it's just beautiful to be able to see that fitness needle move. You know, three words that I always think about in OCR um, that I tell people they're getting ready to go out of the age group and start to go into it. Well, get out of open and going to age group or elite timed, ranked, judged. You are entering in this to be timed, ranked and judged. And I see DecaFit being this place where you can really standardize that, that you can really dial it in and say, okay, week to week, here's what I'm doing. Uh, month to month here's how i'm progressing and you can see that it's a it's a direct dial that you can turn up well as you guys know we're now at we've now had approximately 100 official deca strong and deca mile events Mm -hmm. inside our brick and mortar gym affiliates across so insane for this weekend with anywhere from 50 to 90 competitors in the four events this weekend so that's my next question for you now that we have seen the deck of fit actually happen so you know obviously one of the benefits for this past year when the world was shut down was that you guys were able to continue doing these deck of strong events in these gyms because you don't really need much space and there's not you know it's not that big of a deal um and so i'm gonna be honest with you part of me was a little bit concerned that we weren't actually going to see the fruition of deck of fit because it was going to be just easier to stick to these little local gym things and you know putting on a deck of fit event is obviously much more difficult so now that we've had one you know there's only i think what four or five there's only a couple on the the schedule is your hopes to grow the deck of fit part of the brand a little bit more or where are you at yeah we have four total we have atlanta coming up in a few weeks Mm -hmm. um it's four on the calendar right now I, I think it, to throw out a number right now, I would be very happy if we were able to have six to eight this year. I, I think that would be a good number for us to shoot for. We, we've loosely sure. talked about that. And it's so funny how it works. One of the greatest moves Spartan ever made was when they created the trifecta program. We have a deca mile event in Fort Worth coming up. And I think it's a month, month and a half. That freaking registration has blown up because they all learned their deca strong wedge. Mm-hmm. And now, now 
500 have their deck of fit wedge and they're like, where's that deck of mile? So descent yeah, fitness. I'm right there with you. That's literally me because I got the strong out in Texas. I'm getting the fit here in Atlanta. Chaser, like, chaser give, girl. Give me more miles. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's, that's a great question. And I, I think, uh, I think you'll see us land somewhere around six to eight. Uh, we're very efficient. We're already down to two trailers. Um, very, very strong team. And you know, it's, it's a, Spartan's good at putting on events and, and, and maximizing and pinching that penny and making that penny go a long way and providing a lot while you do that uh, in, in a safe manner. And uh, we're, if we can get DECA fit where we're, we're definitely breaking even, that's a great place to live because for the first time, you know, we have, we have an event, we have a brand with our Spartan DECA strong affiliate program that is, you know, it's, it's a couple hundred gems right now, but is that, that the scaling is Jared and I are doing onboarding calls every single week. Sometimes we have multiple gems on that one zoom call. We're walking through the whole process a month later, they're putting on an event that Spartan stood up the registration Spartan standing at the check-in Spartan sending t-shirts and wedges to that gym. It's, you know, and, and we make a little bit there, but the gym makes the gym keeps 75% of that revenue and they are, that's, ins- that's wild. Loving the process so oh i think that's great but it's it's so important like i would love to see things here in columbus indiana eventually where you where you host an event like that and it's being able to do it out of a brick and mortar like that like just a gym there and setting something up like that game changer freaking game changer especially for some of these smaller gyms that are looking to buy into an affiliate program like that like i i think of the guys like about heart fit leah or i mm-hmm. think about um, everything their first event they ryan just bought some skis i think that was the last thing he needed was skierg and uh a tank probably we stand it up in a way where you as a gym you can't fail we our 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 membership is 99 dollars a month you put on one event you're making two to three grand depending on how many people show up you're you're twelve hundred dollars for itself twelve hundred dollars for your total gym membership and and all and all the the event is like one-tenth of what we actually provide so, we, you know, we wanted it to be, and that's not going to be super profitable to us until we get a nice big chunk of gems, but they're realizing that it's set up in a way to, to really help them succeed. Member retention, you know, we're looking at analytics, say 25 to 35% of the people that sign up for those events aren't current members. So it's a mm-hmm. great way to get people in their door. And then some of those, mm-hmm. you convert some of those people into members because they had a great time celebrating fitness in your gym that day. Well, and it's one of those things like if there was one here in Columbus, Indiana, I guarantee you'd have people coming from like other cities, like Bloom nearby, just to go and find one place that's an affiliate, just like CrossFit's back in the day. Um, Very similar. Put on this full first event, you know, obviously there's, I'm sure, growing pains and things you've learned and things, you know, along the way. What are you hoping to change, if anything, you know, going forward with the full fit events? I, we just got, it's perfect time. We just got off a, a big call. We really want, we just didn't realize how the volunteer experience was going to be so cool. I, I thought it'd be good. but we, So we're really trying to behind the scenes turn, like we're, we're going to, we're going to really show some, we're going to create like a little volunteer area in the warm up area where it's like, man, we're really lifting up the volunteers and create a lot of hype around being um, a volunteer. We're going to see some improvements there. Um, very, very minimal. The two minor issues we saw were those two zones, zone four and eight, where we tweak them just a little bit. It's a med ball set up throw for zone four. It's a dead ball wall over for zone eight. And then the gyms, okay. it's a med ball set up and a, and a dead ball shoulder over very, very, like the question came up where, so some people would actually sit up and they, you have to come up all the way up, right. If you just want to keep the ball in your hand and touch, it's like, mm-hmm. wait a second, do we require it to leave the hands by a half an inch or do we allow that touch really and truly the elites you saw them throw because it's, it provides for a little quicker turnover and you're not sitting up all the way upright. So we're, looks like we're going to leave. If you want to sit all the way upright and touch that rebounder, no harm, no foul. We okay. had a couple athletes try to game it on the dead ball wall over. They were strong enough to actually stay on the outside of the wall and reach down in front of the A-frame and lift that ball up over. Not, I'm not recommended for the lower back, but we saw that. <laughs> so we're going to tweak the rule book just a little bit, little bit on that to make sure the body gets inside the A-frame. Um, the, 
we we, we gained some amazing information on uh, you know the average time or people are in the zones. What was the most? We never came anywhere close to to being backed up. Nowhere close to being backed Good. up. We, Good. We kind of we you know we we went to what we thought we would need, and we added a few more pieces of equipment as you step. You know, the first couple zones, it's not a big deal, but as you get deeper, you add more. I think probably 65, 70% was the most, the closest we ever got to being full capacity where every piece of equipment was being used. Yancy, how many people total did you have at that event? Uh, Four something. Um, I'm going to say 450. Yeah, you know, and and we we have to keep registration relatively low with with COVID because I think, you know, Spartan's done a really good job going, kind of going like, here's the standard, let's go one step farther. We had every piece of equipment six feet apart for the most part. Um, just and, and we, yeah, we just, I, I think like we had 1500 signed up for Denver last year. You didn't see any sponsored ads to push registration. You, you just, we just really want to prove it out. And, you know, you're going to, you're going to have a little bit of a loss early on, but I, I think what, what's happening is the, the entire Spartan executive team in good way is realizing that, this really is fitness for all levels. We truly are winning the caring game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is an event that's, uh, it changes the game. It, it, it integrates us into lots of gyms and to lots of people. Here, re, I may have already said this on your show before, but I'll say it again. Research shows that a vast majority of people walking the planet have never towed a start line or competed in anything in their life. They made it through middle school and high school and they never played any sports. They don't do the triathlons. They don't do the Murph. They don't do the Spartans. They don't do the half marathons and marathons, the 10Ks. They don't do these participatory sports out there. And they're realizing that this is provide this provides a start line for them. One of our key missions is to provide a start line for anybody and everybody walking the planet. I like to say, if you can walk and breathe, there's a damn good chance you can complete our event. And, I like and that. And we're, and we're doing that. So when we say for all levels, we want to celebrate fitness for all levels. That's that's truly. We love seeing Renee and Lauren freaking. Did, did you guys see that freaking battle? Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. And Dude. Sam Wood was Sam Wood Spartan Pro Team Spartan Game competitor was right on their their butt. The guys he the top I think the top seven, the separation between the top seven men was yeah. extremely tight. So um, for. For people who, you know, we're saying that anyone can do this um, and, you know, for people who are listening and, you know, personally speaking, having competed in Deca Strong, you know, I spoke with you before and after the event, kind of getting some tips and, and talking about the different zones. So what are Yancey's three tips for zone completions for the Deca events? Like, what are your three secret sauce events, uh, ideas? I promise this is not a sales pitch, but I would I would recommend now that we have gyms in most major markets, one or more affiliate gyms, it, you don't have to become a member, but at least get in, in when, when that's as an affiliate gym, they have every specific piece of equipment. They have the things like the tanks and, 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 and the rams and where you can get your hands on exactly what you're going to be touching in, in the DECA Fit Arena or DECA Stronger DECA Mall Arena. At least go for for a day pass uh, or, or join in on a, on a six week program, get in, in, their, in their classes and train specifically on those zones. But even if you don't do that, keep in mind that everything is based on very rudimentary movements. So by you and, and if you if you've never touched a piece of fitness equipment in your life and you walk, you step into our DECA strong, DECA model, DECA fit arenas, you're going to, you're not going to have to learn much at all. So the number one key point is just commit to improving your fitness. Um, and, and you're going to earn your mark, even if you're unfit, but that's how you're going to improve your, your mark. You're going to become a little more efficient. Your aerobic capacity is going to improve. DECA is, it, it's, there, there's, there's definitely a strength and strength endurance component, but as your aerobic conditioning improve, um, your, your, your performance is, is going to improve. So I think that in really cool fashion, I get to dumb down for lack of better terms, your answer and say, just, just work on your fitness. Camp Gladiator folks, for example, they do a bunch of boot, outdoor boot camp classes with their, mainly their body weight. They all did fantastic. You know, we, we don't have anything in there that's crazy, crazy heavy. Right. So just commit. 
I'm going to summarize my answer for you. Just commit to being a little better version of yourself. Okay. And you're going to really enjoy your experience. And I don't care what deck or arena you step into. Any specific tips for the actual zones? Um, oh, yes. So when did you guys see my live feed that I did the uh, Thursday night? I, I went down and get, we had about, I don't think, 100 people tuned into my live feed where I walked them through every single zone. So I'll, I'll, I'll hit on some of those. Deck of zone one, alternating reverse lunge. I love the single shoulder rack, folks. It, you know, putting that, it, the ram's a little wider than a bar, the diameter. So a lot of people that are, that, that are tight in the posterior chain, and it, it, they struggle a little bit with the neutral spine. I love the single shoulder rack. It's also super easy to switch over to the other shoulder. That's what I yep. recommend okay. there. Something super simple to save a lot of time in deck of zone nine. When you grab, right when you get to the zone, grab the straps and put them in your hand. Mm -hmm. Push down and then pull back. Most people, for whatever reason, they always throw the straps back into the bin. So you're spending five, six, seven, eight seconds fishing them out every single time. Mm -hmm. Super simple tip there. On the dead ball wallovers for DECA zone eight, the bigger, stronger bodies will throw that ball over. Well, it ends up seven feet on the other side. You're chasing it. I, I put it up on the wall and just push it over, scurry around. It's sitting this far from the wall, pick it up, push it up there, push it over. You'll save time there. Um, step ups is, you know, the reason why we don't require people to jump on zone three is because we know that would wipe out 90% of the world. The step ups, yep. even the elites, I'd say 50, 75% of the elites do the step up and over. Get into your, your local gym and practice that step up, the step up mechanics. And we see people becoming more and more efficient with how they're, they're doing the step ups. There's, there's three or four for you. All right. Great. I've got two more questions for you. Yeah. One, who has not competed at a DECA event, one male, one female that you want to see them do? Whoa, that's a are we talking about a specific genre of sport like OCR or let's running? say, let's say OCR athletes. You, who do you want to see man, one man, one woman. Um, I, so if, so Lauren Stroud and Derek York won, mm -hmm. I'd love to see VJ and Nicole go toe to toe with those two. Well, that That's would right. be a battle. Um, Derek and VJ are very similar runner. I think Derek and VJ would have a knockdown drag out battle. Lauren's a little better runner than Nicole. Nicole's a little stronger than Lauren. That would be an epic battle. Renee was right there with Lauren. She jumped on, she didn't really have much uh, experience with the assault bite deck on seven. She made a quick adjustment. Didn't get her pin set in on the, the vertical post, the seat. Uh, the moment she sat down, it sunk down. Instead uh, of taking five seconds to readjust, she stayed out of the saddle the whole time and lost a pretty decent chunk of time. So, but anyway, um, let's see. I would love to see, um, man, I've been, I've been pushing to get Nick Simmons to OCR for years. We're actually getting him on the Spartan Up podcast here soon. I want to see Nick Simmons in the arena. Okay. Um, and I tell you something that I love with the three brands, uh, the, the three different events, Deca Strong, Deca Mild, Deca Fit. This is so cool, these analytics, Leah. The... Crossfitters are kind of ruling our deck of strong leaderboard. Makes sense. Runners are, crossfitters are doing, they did well. We had some high level crossfitters. They did well, but they could not compete with the people that lean running. Right. And in the deck of mile, they kind of come together. It's like, that's bam, kind of who's going to win today, the high level crossfitter or the high level runner, because that's kind of right in the middle. So that, that's been fun analytics to look at. All right. That's Last really question. Whose idea was it to spray paint the rain? <laughs> to do what? <laughs> Whose idea was it? And was it you the night before the event spray painting the Rams for the podium? We've got rally? a bet going. Oh, <laughs> so I was spray painting those Rams at like 6 a.m. Friday night with a rattle it. We called it. I said it. I said that it. Was, I those look, it. They look sharp, didn't you? That was a rattle <laughs> can. I got, we got metallic. I mean, like boat flank metallic rattle cans. We were literally, okay, on the intro to this, we were literally saying Yancey Culp the night before is sitting there next to his pool with a bottle of crown on, shaking her up. Getting... I had my X-Acto knife making a little circle to cover that red Spartan Ram logo. Oh, man. Now, I will tell you, we do have, 
JP and Dermot, the owners of Ram in Ireland, we have them making official gold, silver, and bronze. Okay. Gold, that gave us that prop. I mean, about 200 people were seen up on the podium holding the, the, the Rams. And uh, but I got to give credit. That, um, that was kind of a collaborative effort on one of our calls to uh, the Rams have kind of become just such a cool piece of equipment for Spartan in, in general. But uh, yeah, man, if we, the, the best video would have been, if Will could have got me out there out back painting the Rams with a route, we knew an epic. Absolutely knew it was oh, you. God, yes. <laughs> nice podium prize. It is not a cheap, cheap thing. Actually, so. that's just a prop. We didn't give those away. Those are traveling on our. Oh, okay. 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 Those, those are the pictures. <laughs> yeah, but I, we we've talked about we've talked about that possibly be a po being a podium. Y'all need to sign up so we can get a little extra money floating towards DECA so we can get some actual Rams coming home with some people. Yeah, absolutely. Yancy, yeah, thank you so much for being much on the podcast this week. So As always, we love having you in here, buddy. Um, yeah. See you um, in two weeks down here in Atlanta, or three weeks. Yeah. I'll see you there. Rock and roll. Thanks, thank Much love. Bye, Bye. Is you? One second. Oh, there you are. You know, I just think, like, I would pay good money to see that that Yancey Culp greatest showman. I would pay good With money his for Krylon. <laughs> this Krylon <laughs> doing a doing like a dance number with um <laughs> just with anyone. Jared Coswell. There you go. Oh my god. <laughs> like. No, I mean, this is just, I'm sure. so stupid. I'm so stupid. Sometimes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> One thing is for sure, you know, racing is back in full force. We are seeing the, the sport open back up. We are seeing the country open back up. We're seeing more states open back up. So, you know, it looks but like. One thing we've not talked about season. though, Leah, hmm. Big Bear's canceled. <laughs> Okay, shocker. <laughs> Come on. We called I mean, that one like how early? <laughs> the day they announced it. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. That ain't happening. Um, but Freaking nuts. Um, I mean, there... come on, y'all. <laughs> well, exactly. the rest of the country is opening. California is not. So while I'm confident in signing up for other races, California, not so much. Yep, exactly. California would not be in my, my standard issue. So what is your next race, Jacob? Um, mine? Yes. My next race. My next race is I will be getting to um I'll be getting to oh gosh, is that the layout here? Um Is it Highlander? It's probably gonna be Highlander. Yeah. Um Dark Ages. I'm trying to think right now. Well it's gonna be Dark Ages probably unless I need to understand the timing of Dances with Dirt and if I'm gonna do the big long race there. I've got some guys here in my local neighborhood that want to put together a relay for it and win it again. Mm -hmm. Um and then I'll also be doing some stuff for Ben Hall that weekend. Uh, if right. anybody knows the story, you've heard it here before. Um yep. so yeah, putting that together. How about you, Leah? You've got uh, I've got back to back fun. I've got um Dallas. I've got a full-blown Hyrox event, first event of the season um, here from Hyrox. I'll be doing the team event. That's in two weeks, and then the week after that, um, back here in Dallas or in Georgia for the uh, full Deca Fit event number two. That's so, that's great. Exciting. Absolutely. You know, it's just so crazy to see us back into the full swing of things here and back in the race season. Um, I'm really excited. It's, it, I'm, I'm talking to people, connecting things, talking mm -hmm. about OCRWC, talking about plans for the rest of the season. Um, mm -hmm. I even had a friend offer me um, his place up in Colorado if I wanted mm -hmm. to go do the Ultra Championship. And I was just like, oh, golly, I could actually do that? Yeah. Holy smokes, guys. Um, yep. yep. Wild, lots of, wild Lots of stuff. exciting stuff and you know, one week at a time. And, you know, this weekend we saw a lot of great racing and a lot of great performances, which can bring us to this week's episode, part of Community Kudos. Everybody likes Community Kudos. And my dance. We really should make a fanfare for it. <laughs> and what? Minions? And my little dance, my Community Kudos. <laughs> there's, there's a dance number. Right there. I always have oh, to be a dance goodness. number. All right. Who you Jeez got this feet. week, Jacob? Yancey, Yancey, Yancey Culp, Yancey Culp. Right. It's All right, so 
No, and here, here's why, Yancey Culp, because we just had you here talking. Um, mm-hmm. I th- I've always thought the world of it, Yancey. We've, we gave you a BS about when Decafit started, mm-hmm. and we didn't realize that we were going to go into a world of a global pandemic. Because um, right. no, no one knows what's going to – but here's the bottom line, Leah. <laughs> Decafit could have disappeared. Oh, absolutely. It never took off the ground to start with. Like, first of all, go one year ago and imagine if – First of all, Spartan didn't buy Tough Mudder. Tough Mudder would be gone. Period. Next song, it's done. Oh, yeah, it's true. Um, There were some certain things that took place there at the end of the 2019 season like that. Like Decafit. Decafit Mm -hmm. creation, existence, and Yancey putting that together. Here in the past year, they've been going to local gyms, rooting stuff up. God almighty, Yancey, you have been in the grindstone, kicking ass, taking names. This thing is alive because of you. Congratulations, sir. You have – you survived. You have survived. You are there. You are making it. You are swimming. And he's still swinging for the Raptors with his Krylon paint, painting (laughs) rams in his backyard, but making the sport great. And that's that's exactly the kind of shit we need. There you go. Who do you got, Leah? I'm off my soapbox. Follow that one up. I'm going to give my community kudos to local girl. Mentioned her earlier, Rachel Waters. Um, Rachel has just been tearing up the scene um privately quietly training away um if anybody follows her or knows her on on instagram on you know social media she is one of those people this past year that has really capitalized on the opportunities of you know bettering herself and getting her training in and it's really paying off i don't i can't think of a race in recent you know six months or so that she's done including local races that she didn't podium at she's she's killing it she's dominating the scene and i think she's found her niche with this you know challenging obstacle you know upper body stuff that savage offers and she's gonna want to watch no crwc this year absolutely that's it absolutely it's supposed that yep so community Uh, kudos to her um keep it up absolutely uh, I guess that's really all we got this week. Yeah, um, nothing it? really big on my docket this week. Um, yeah, nothing I, really going on this mate, like coming weekend that I can think of. Um, but, you know, we are gearing up for some heavy months. So keep up the training and keep kicking ass. And we will see you guys out on the course. Until next week, I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. Stay safe, guys. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.